When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. I am so excited to partner with them once again in 2022 because they've got a lot of great stuff going on, including an entirely redesigned and renovated driving range and practice area. It's got Top Tracer. It's got, what, like 42 heated bays, individually heated, by the way. And it's even got a food truck and much, much more, such as two bars. Yeah, that's right. Go out to CogHillGolf.com today to learn a little bit more. And, of course, you already know about all their great golf courses, CogHillGolf.com. We're also pleased to continue to work with our friends at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You've heard me talk about them many times before. They've got everything you need for golf. They've got apparel, accessories, training aids, all the new equipment. They've got deals like every single day. And going out to WorldwideGolfShops.com might just help you improve your game this golf season. WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. This is your buddy, as always, Adam, over at GolfUnfiltered.com. You know where to find me on social media, at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, Adam, at GolfUnfiltered.com. Well, folks, we're finally here. It's the first official week of the Live Golf Tour, or whatever they're calling it. Because later this week, on June 9th, in London, the first event is underway. Last week, we saw the release of the names of all the players that we kind of knew were going to be in this Saudi Arabia-backed tour. And then, of course, there were a couple names that we did not expect, but were rumored all along. Uh, Dustin Johnson, of course, being the biggest name that was on that list. You've heard it talked about all around any podcast you listen to, as well as all over uh, media. But we're going to go into a little bit about uh, at least my thoughts on this whole thing. Uh, and Because I haven't really... I've touched on it in past episodes. I haven't really gone too deep into it. And now that we know who's involved and we know some of the aftermath that's already occurring, when we think about some of the names like Kevin Na and others, and I'll get into all of that. But now... We are seeing for the first time how it's being received now that all those pieces are in place. And it's been very, very interesting so far. First, of course, we've got the list of players, as I mentioned. Dustin Johnson being the biggest surprise because he was one of the guys that had come out and he had said, you know what, I've decided that the PGA Tour is my home. This is where I'm going to stay. This is where I'm going to create my legacy, whatever words he used in an official statement months ago. And then, of course, they threw enough money at him to the tune of about $125 million is being rumored. And he showed his true character by turning the tides and just went for the money. Good for him, I guess. I'm sure there's many people listening to this who say, well, there's no problem doing that. Well, I guess if that's your MO, then good for you. But then we think about other players like Kevin Na. And that might be a player, he may be a player, that this makes much more sense 
than a uh, Dustin Johnson, for example, who has made, I believe, about $75 million on the PGA Tour, DJ has. Uh, Kevin Na has not done that. But even uh, some of his peers, Kevin Na's peers at the Memorial, uh, which was the PGA Tour stop last week, they were offering their opinion on Kevin Na choosing to resign from the PGA Tour. That's a phrase that you never thought you'd hear. Somebody resigning from the PGA Tour. Like what? I am more confused about what goes on with the PGA Tour now than ever before. And what all of this conversation, or I guess monologue, uh, this week on the podcast, it, it's really to kind of think and ask the question, is life on the PGA Tour really that bad? I'm still waiting to understand what that means. I keep hearing people say it. Greg Norman goes out and he talks about, oh, you know, the PGA Tour is not perfect. You know, and I'm hearing other podcasts saying, oh, yo, I'm not here to defend the PGA Tour because by no means is it perfect. What is so wrong with the PGA Tour? Let's start there. We'll come back to Kevin Na. I asked the question on Twitter. And needless to say, I got a wide range of different responses. Many of which we're kind of more in the apathetic category. Nobody really cares what life is like on the PGA Tour because what we see, people who digest and and watch the PGA Tour for entertainment, what we see are a bunch of really skilled players working their ass off and a good majority of them making a lot of money. That's what we see. Money that most of us listening to this podcast would never even fathom of, I would imagine. But then I got a response from uh, Laz Versailles. He's been on the show, friend of the show. Laz and I talk pretty often. Uh, He is of the uh, Fire Pit Collective, and he offered a different take. He had mentioned that there's the repetitive schedule. It doesn't really change much, and we kind of know that, right? Every year it's the same schedule, give or take uh, an event here or there. Uh, There's no appearance fees for the majority of players that are playing on the tour. Uh, And there are a handful of other things that, while I will accept as potential issues that people could have, uh, you know, players who actually compete on the tour, I mean, is this enough to jump ship to just just to completely leave the PGA Tour to go to a uh, controversial, at best, upstart tour? Well, apparently the answer is yes, because we've seen a number of people like Lee Westwood, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Nas, I've mentioned, uh, Taylor Gooch. <laughs> well, nobody saw that coming. Taylor Gooch. Um, and then there were a handful of other players, of course. Sergio Garcia, another one. Good for him. Whatever. Have fun, Sergio. Uh, Ian Poulter, another one. Um, Gra- Graham McDowell. Good Lord. I was most disappointed with Graham McDowell. I know I'm all over the place right now, folks. Stay with me. I'll get back on the common thread here. But a lot of these players have decided to completely go all in on this new tour. And we don't really know anything else about it other than that they've gotten a just a boat ton of money up front. And everybody gets paid who plays in a tournament. There's a number of other amateur players, you know, uh, Andy, o- Andy Ogletree, uh, a few other USAM uh, champions have joined the tour. And I think the last, uh, whoever finishes in last wins at least a hundred grand. And that is life-changing money for a lot of these players. Okay, so that's that's that. 
And obviously it just goes up from there. So is it that life on the PGA Tour is so bad that the conditions are awful, that everyone gets treated like crap and and nobody gets a fair shake or whatever you want to say? I, because, again, I'm just grasping at straw here, straws here because I've still yet to receive anything that, at least to me, seems concrete. Oh, yeah, wow, life really sucks over there. Or is it because these players aren't good enough? Maybe that's it. Maybe they're not good enough at golf <laughs> to beat the other players, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, uh, the list goes on, to actually compete with these guys. And so you sit back and you think, okay, well, I'm not good enough, despite what I think and despite what the people around me in my circle tell me. Uh, there's this other tour that is just trying to get off the ground and they've got an endless supply of money, it seems like, and they're just going to pay me this outrageous amount of money and I'm going to completely forget about the, oh, if it's too good to be true, maybe it is, and I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to take it. You know what? Screw it. Oh, and this whole thing about me uh, possibly facing suspension or maybe even a lifetime ban from the PGA Tour, the tour that I was trying to reach the entire time of my career, whether I was playing amateur and then college and then all the way up until the point where I decided to leave it, I'm just going to go ahead and take that risk because you know what? Life is so bad. I'm like, get out of here. Get what? Nobody's being fooled by that nonsense. So yeah, back to Kevin Na. He being the most interesting story, at least right now, of this whole thing, resigning from the PGA Tour. He goes on Twitter. He writes out in, you know, Apple Notepad, the big long reasoning letter to his fan the way that he <laughs> he entitled it to my fan um and he explains why he decided to do this and you know it just it comes across as justification rationalization for himself like he's trying to rationalize the decision that he's just made and there's no chance that he's listening to this podcast, but Kevin, if for some reason that you stumble upon this at some point in your life, nobody cares what where you play golf. But apparently he does, and so he's made his decision. And yeah, I mean, I think Joel Damon said it really, really well uh, the week of the memorial. He had said that, you know, he's probably going to be one of the best players over there. So, you know, Joel says, good for him. I'm quoting uh, Golf Digest right now, by the way. Uh, good for him if that's what he wants to do. You know, another interesting uh, viewpoint on this whole thing uh, was Patrick Cantlay. He of uh, pampered fucks, if you've ever seen that uh, video clip um, on a hot mic from from Patrick Cantlay. Uh, he had some good insight, actually, um, regarding this whole uh, situation where, you know, and I quote, he says, I think life is a really long time, so it seems silly to me sometimes when people say that they want to resign from something or pledge their fealty or whatever it is. And he's right. You know, Patrick Cantley's right there. Life is a long time in many ways. It's also pretty darn short. But in instances like this, when we're talking about this context of, you know, a new sporting tour, new golf tour, you know, this, this, everything just seems so definite right now. And even the PGA Tour, and I'm not trying to make any excuses for them. They're, they're feeding into this. 
sponsors are feeding into this too. Dustin Johnson, Graham McDowell. They both just lost a few sponsors because of the decision that they made. And so now people are, uh, players are losing their funding from sponsors, things that were pretty much guaranteed for a contract amount of time. And now what that means, as Eddie Pepperell, who is actually a really good writer, European tour star Eddie Pepperell, uh, he wrote in his personal blog that if all of these sponsors are going away, then these players are going to have to continue to be fully funded by Saudi Arabia. And I have never had that amount of money, and I don't think most of us listening to this have had that amount of money that Saudi is throwing around at these players. But at some point, if they don't get any ROI on this, that's going to stop. What's really, if there's any humor in this entire situation right now, it's the fact that leading up to this week, there was this obvious promotional talking point effort on social media by all of the players that have just decided to play for Live Golf. And a few of them videoed themselves, you know, little selfie videos saying, hey, if you want to come watch us in London for free, the entire cost of your tickets covered, then use my last name and then the number 25 at the end of it as your promo code and you get it for free. And it was funny because all over social media, every single player who's in the field, if you just took their last name and put 25 25 at the end of their uh, last name as the promo code, tickets were free. Apparently, every player only allowed up to 100 people to do it. I bet if you were to go and do the, try it right now, if you were to press pause on this podcast and try it right now, go to Live Golf's website, click on London, check out tickets, add the promo code for any player, you'll probably still be able to get it because nobody's going. They are literally trying to give these tickets away for free. There's going to be 15 people in the gallery. That's what I'm foreseeing right now. Mark me down. I don't care if I'm wrong. There's going to be more grass (laughs) than little people when you see the, you know, the uh, obvious drone footage that's coming. There's no one going to these things. A lot of people are already calling this the new fire festival. (laughs) I just, this is, this is madness right now. This thing is going to either change the way that golf professional golf is played and organized and the business ran or more likely it's going to completely implode on itself i mean could you just like you listening to this right now just sit back and think how ridiculous is this entire thing right now you've got people on social on either side of this debate just like with everything in the world and people are like, oh, you guys should go take the money every chance you get. That's why they do it. And then others are saying, you know, where I pretty much fall. Uh, why would you take blood money? We know that th- what this is. They're, it's basic sport washing and yada, yada, yada. And we're talking about golf. Oh, God. It's, you know, there are times. I've been pretty open with you guys. It, there have been times when I sit back and I think about the way golf has changed and I know it's not just my perception of the game as I've learned more about it as a business and all the BS that goes on behind the scenes, whether it be media related, equipment related, you know, professional golf or whatever. Um, 
And I think this is one of those times where even people who don't have the slightest idea of different tours existing. So I'm not even talking about the casual golf fan. I'm talking about the person who might accidentally leave it on TV one day. Even a few of those people are hearing all this stuff. They might not care about it, but it's out there. And I just, oh my God, we, are, we have gotten to a point with every single thing, every single thing in life, it seems, there's two sides to it. And you can only be on one. And trust me, I know that I'm like that. I know I am with a lot of things. But for this specific topic, it is so exhausting. And to hear just the lack of self-awareness that these players have who are, who are leaving. And they say how bad life is on the PGA Tour. That they treat them so poorly. I mean, if you're listening to this and you know more than if you know more about what these players are talking about, and I've heard everything from what we talked about earlier in this show down to, um, you know, obviously it's it's not a unionized thing. It's all independent contractors. So healthcare really sucks for these players. And and I've heard all these other things, you know, travel expenses and all that. I mean, is that what it is? Because none of that is new. That is stuff that you know about going in. And if you don't realize it going in, then you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, this is professional sports we're talking about. This is not I don't even know. I'm just now I'm getting angry about it, talking about it more. It's it's the, this is the type of stuff. And and I you know what, maybe after this episode I'm just going to stop talking about it. Because there's so many other things in this game that we can talk about that are a lot more fun than this. And it's unfortunate because a lot of these players that are leaving, they impact a lot of the things. They, they impact the game for you and me, whether you, you know it or not. Whether it be the equipment that is available to us, uh, whether it be the uh, apparel that we like to wear. You know, all these players, it all trickles down. It really does. And it impacts... Us in a way that if we are anything more than that most casual fan in the world, it's going to hit us somewhere. So I guess in that light, it's it's important to a degree, but it doesn't change the fact this is this has just become a complete circus, absolute complete circus. And you know the last quote I'll read. Um, from again the week of the memorial PGA tour player uh, Billy Horschel he uh another good point he brings up he asks the question first you know to a reporter uh, did he resign because he didn't want to go down the legal route obviously referring to Kevin Nah if the legal route leads to something like a ban from the PGA tour I don't think the tour can pull our pension or whatever so there must be something in there that he thought this was the best thing for him to resign Horschel goes on to say if I were him I would stand my ground a little bit now, this is the the important thing that Horschel said, and I agree with him wholeheartedly here. Any way this goes, though, I don't think this is a great look for golf right now. I agree. It isn't. It isn't. A uh, lot of uh, parallels to professional wrestling, for those of you who uh, liked to nerd out on that. You know, they'll remember the whole WWF, WCW days. Same thing. 
you know, competition is not a bad thing. There's probably some of you listening to this saying, oh, there goes Adam again talking about how competition's a bad thing. No, that's not what I mean at all. It's actually a really good thing. I understand that. Um, but not like this. This is, mm, this is dirty. This is turning really ugly really fast. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen this week. I don't know if people are going to really love this format. Um, I guess you're going to have to watch it on YouTube is the last thing that I heard. Um, goodness gracious. I don't know. So after London, I think there's Portland and then maybe Boston. I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but, oh, I don't, I also think there's going to be more names coming. I guess there's a, at the time of, uh, the release, when it came out of the names, I think there were still five slots available. And, uh, one of which was going to be a commissioner pick or something. So we all know that's who that's going to, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, you know what? I mean, I think I'm going to make a rule for myself. Um, unless something really important happens, uh, I don't think I'm going to talk about live golf anymore. Not on this podcast. I mean, I may, t- I may tweet about it here and there in the moment, but it, it, you know, this whole thing has just turned more into a, uh, like a high school fight is what it feels like. Two powerful people, one that has a lot more money than the other one. They're just going at it and they're trying to see who's better and at the end of the day nobody really wins nobody wins doesn't make golf any more fun to watch i think i've seen uh maybe half an hour of the memorial this week half an hour and if people are saying well see there's there's a reason for that well yeah it's not it doesn't have anything to do with pga tour i don't think i just it's not that fun to watch anymore for me just professional golf in general I'll watch the majors. Fine. That's fun. Anyway, whatever. What do you guys think? Let me know what you think. Adam at golfandfilter.com is the email address. Shoot me uh, a message or a tweet at golfunfiltered. Speaking of which, um, to transition a little bit away from that topic uh, and a little bit more about what's going on at GU. So, um, deep into the golf season now there's been a lot of golf being played i am sore everywhere i i don't know why um but i'm trying to kind of get over that i'm playing okay i'm just playing all right i'm hitting uh, my new mizuno irons pretty well um for those who don't remember i've partnered with mizuno this season um i'm playing their uh, mizuno pro 225s they're fantastic a little bit stronger lofted so i'm still you know dialing in distances a little bit but uh, they've helped me out a lot, and I've, I've shot some pretty decent scores. Um, as it relates to the website itself, um, I really want to dive deeper into topics that any golfer, regardless of skill level, will benefit from. You're probably going to see a little bit more of that. If you go to the website right now, golfunfiltered.com, you'll see right on the homepage... Um, if you're a new golfer, you want to click here to get started to learn a little bit more about intricacies of the game. I like to get questions or I get many questions actually. Uh, and I like to read them, um, from new players asking me questions about, well, what about this thing? You know, I'm a little bit scared to ask my friends, you know, because they've been playing for a lot longer than I have. What do you got for me? And I love answering those types of questions. What I'd love to do is makegolfunfiltered.com, uh, the website, more of a resource for, more than it already is, for any golfer, maybe focusing a little bit more on newer ones, uh, to come and learn the game. And so the reason I mention it here is if you've got any topics that you'd like me to cover, 
or any questions that you want me to research and you just don't want to research it, I'm happy to do that. I actually really enjoy doing that. I did a podcast episode, oh, a couple months ago by now, um, on uh, slope and rating for golf courses. That was really interesting for me uh, personally to go in and research how they do that stuff. I learned a lot. I still learn a lot when I do stuff like that. So you're going to see more content like that. Of course, you're always going to get a lot of the equipment reviews. I, I like to try out a lot of different things. And sometimes maybe it's a good fit for your game too. Uh, the most popular articles on the website are, as of right now, reviews on golf shafts. I find that to be very interesting, particularly Project X golf shafts. Uh, that's kind of ironic because you can't really get them right now, <laughs> unless that's changed. I don't know. Uh, no disrespect to my buddies over there, um, but supply chain issues, you know. But uh, at any rate, stay tuned more for that. And I'd love to do more video. Um, that's a little bit more difficult. If you've ever done video before, uh, you know that the best videos on YouTube, for example, are those that have, um, a team with them. I, I don't, it's just me and Nikki Dunnigan. Nikki's in Atlanta. I'm here in Chicago and, uh, I don't have any cameramen. That's why I'm so impressed by people like Chris McEwen, who's pretty much a one guy shop and he's able to do all these things with video and he's just really damn good at it. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, I'm picking his brain a little bit just to see what we can do. And I'm, I'm not the type of guy that will go out and show you golf swing videos. I mean, you don't care about how I swing a golf club, I would think, and I would hope that you don't. But there may be some other things that we can include uh, that would benefit you, the viewer. So stay tuned for all of that. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in. Play a lot of good golf here, guys and gals, anyone listening to this. Uh, it's a great year to do it. Hopefully the weather's good out by you. I know it's getting a little bit warmer here. Pretty hot today, actually. So hopefully I'll be able to get on the course more often. And until next time we talk, take care of yourselves. Be kind to one another. And uh, we'll talk soon.